for life. We thank you for all that you have given us. Father, we thank you. Oh, we exalt you. He that purges levy as gold, as silver. Father, we thank you. We, we give you all the praise tonight. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the adoration. For thine is thy power. The glory and the kingdom. Thine is the kingdom. Thine is the power. Thine is the glory. Oh, Father, it is yours. We ascribe glory to you. We ascribe worship. We ascribe praise unto your name. Father, we exalt you. Jesus, lover of our soul. We lift you high tonight. We raise you up. We give you all thanks. We give you all thanks. We give you all thanks. Father, we, we lift you high. We lift you high. We lift you high. We exalt you. We exalt you. We exalt you, Jesus. Oh, Father, we thank you. For your mercy, we thank you. Jesus, we thank you. Thank you, our Father. Naliaranos ke peni masiverita, eredanos se kalimaragata. Jesus, we thank you for all, for all that you do. Thank you, Father, for strength which you have given to each and every one of us to be here tonight. Father, we thank you. We exalt you. We give glory to your name. We give honor to your name. We honor you, our everlasting Father. Be thou exalted. Give you all the praise. Give you all the praise. Thank you, Jesus. Father, Lord, as we continue tonight, we ask, Father, that you would water us with your life. You would bring forth refreshing from your spirit. Father, we want your voice be spoken, not ours, but yours. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. We give you all the praise. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we pray tonight that as we move into the world, we pray, Father, that you grant us grace to find help tonight. 
Lord, we want to be blessed by you. We want your word to reach deep into our heart. Father, we pray, Lord, that you would open up our heart tonight. You will help us to be positioned rightly. Help us to be positioned rightly to receive from you tonight. Lord, I come under your spirit. I come under your unction. Lord, I submit to you totally in my spirit. I submit to you, Lord. I submit in my soul. I submit in my body. But I take my vessel and use it for your glory. Father, I, take, I submit my vessel to your spirit tonight. Lord, for it to be a, an instrument of blessing. Help us, our Heavenly Father. Help us, our dear Father. We give you all the praise. Lord, I pray that you would fill us with your spirit. You will supply much spirit tonight. Lord, you will help me. And you will take my tongue. You will make it the tongue of a ready writer to write all that you have tonight. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayer. Samika. Thank you. We all the praise. We worship you for you. Jesus. Mighty men, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Good. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Ah, thank you, Jesus. I welcome us tonight. Can we just take a moment to say hi to our neighbor? Hi, neighbor. How you doing? It's good to see you. I'm happy to see you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. I hope we are happy to be here tonight. Yes, sir. It's good to see our faces. After, I think, yes, Saturday, Sunday, we took a break yesterday, but we're still seeing online. We're seeing again today, and I like that. Amen. If you can be seen every day, that would be awesome, eh? But what this country is, is designed in such a way that, by default, you don't see anybody but yourself. You can have a neighbor for, for two years and people don't even see face to face. Amen. 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I welcome us tonight. Uh, it's been great pleasure you know, seeing one another Saturday, like I said, Sunday. Um, and today again. And uh, we thank God for the grace to increase in fellowship. Uh, I'm trusting God that we increase in that area. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, Night of America is next week. So, so praise the Lord. So, we won't be meeting next week. But we'll be meeting. So, just reminding us uh, one more time. Uh, and I pray that uh, I'm trusting God for a beautiful time in, in Houston. First time I'm going and it's interesting. It's a different feel. I don't know what it will look like. Even that, well, and, and one thing I know for sure is I'll be lonely on the plane. <laughs> that's, that's, one, that's one thing for sure, but the Lord would console me. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So uh, welcome us again. again. Uh, thank God for today. And I'm trusting God that I will just continue from Saturday. And we'll see where the Lord will lead us. Amen. I haven't found a different direction, so I think I'll just take that part. I'll continue. Amen. Praise the Lord. Are we happy to be here? Joy, are you excited? Okay. Are you happy? There is why you're wearing a cap. Do you want us to see your face? Yeah, okay, okay. Is a hidden walk, okay. All right, all right. It's a, it's a hidden walk. Cunning. It's a cunning hidden work. It's okay, it's okay. Amen. Hope, uh, hope uh, <clears throat> you're excited. Amen. Uh, before I continue, okay, okay. I think, uh, so this is not an exam, but just, just a quick, I want, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm I think I have a picture of Saturday, but I, I won't, uh, okay. Do you know, can you please help us just a quick summary of what happened on Saturday, you know, what I can put together. Just a quick one, quick summary. Anyway, I think the mic should be somewhere there. Ah, it's right here, okay. Honestly, <laughs> I don't remember much from Saturday. Okay. But um, I don't remember specific yesterday. Maybe I just got my own calling. Mm, calling? No, I don't think so. That was, that was the previous one. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yes, we talk. We talk about that a bit. Yes. Was it? Was it? Was it Saturday? We talked about that. Well, that was Tuesday, actually. 
Yeah, that was Tuesday. That was Tuesday, actually. <laughs> it's like we, are, we, have, we have been too blessed, eh? So just calm down, then just check, you know, just check it in your heart, and just spirit, and then you can flow from there. Okay. Okay. Is that you remember, D? Oh yeah. Can can you help us a bit? Okay. I think we're talking about angels being comfortable knowing that these things are, they are, they, they are ministers who shall be heirs of salvation. Okay. So I know we talked about not seeing it as strange okay, yeah. that they, they would begin to like, they, there are things in them. We're just talking about their yeah. ministry, more like their yeah. ministry. Yes. How God give them things, there are words in them that are for us. And I know we read First Peter, Yes. Where he said these things that the prophets and the, the sometimes the prophets desire to look into the oh, things angels. of the angels and the prophets desire to look into. Yes. No, which sorry, the angels desire to look into, mm -hmm. but they are, it's not given unto them. But yeah. these things are, there are words that are in them, but they it's not for them. It's for us. Yes. So the minister those words based on timing as the lord wills he would send them to minister those things to us i know we also mentioned in revelation one when you were explaining how these things can be in an angel for a while until the set time was you used the revelation when it was how the he said these things as he said and signified in his angel yeah. that he sent to john Yes. To speak to John. So I, uh, my own summary, just like you were just telling us about the angels, their ministry, what they, their work is, and why they, they are given to us, and how we should not be straight, we should not see it as spooky, to, to have like angels to experience their mm. presence or just be comfortable. Don't find it strange when angels do things around us when they come to minister to us because it's okay because we are heirs of salvation and also we ought to be we are we ought to we are we're going to be like them like as they are now that's how we ought to be but as as men not as angels because there, there are things in them that are there are things that are in them like they are framed the way they are i think i don't know if we went to to psalm 103 on saturday or if it's tuesday but it's just it's, it's like a Spawn from Tuesday, talking about yeah. Psalm 103, the angels that excel in strength, yeah. um, those, the ministers, the host. So we're just describing the way man ought to be on the inside, the different frames yeah. we ought to come into. So I think that's just my own short story. Okay. okay. Thank you for helping us. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Does anybody want to add to that? 
ministered to me was when we were talking about those angels and how you know it was more like an exhortation that there are things we are not aware of but when we when they are <laughs> when they are like when we are taught about these things then we can come into the experience of them mm-hmm. so it was more about like you were explain, talking about your experience with angels and like how you would sense angels in a gathering or things like that. Yeah. And um, it was it was Amen. Amen. So it was more like for me it was more like um, getting to see is like getting to see opening a window into yeah. a different realm mm-hmm. and being g- getting that win because of that opening I can journey in and partake of that realm as well yeah. and that you, you were explaining like these things are actually what we should be partaking of the things we should know the things we should learn so it's not just it's not just for me to stay in a state whereby I don't know anything about angels that's not God's yeah. will for me it's like these angels, they are things that should be taught so that I can upgrade my understanding mm-hmm. and come into them. It's like what God has given you already. Yeah. Yeah. There are things that God has given that they must bring. And if yeah. I refuse to open my heart to receive the administrations, then I would be cutting myself off of that, partaking of that blessing. Yeah. So it's like knowing that there, there's, a, there's things that God has given them to, be, to give to us and mm-hmm. It is of a necessity for me to not just be, because in a way, you know, because like from where I'm, where we're coming from before, right? You don't really talk about angels, all these things. It's just we just we just know Jesus Christ and Jesus alone. So when we start learning things about angels, we want to be like, ah, please, I don't want to. Let me just stay in my safe yeah. zone. But then hearing experiences, or it was more of an opening, I would yeah. say, for my heart, because. I remember also clearly before we've spoken about angels one season before as well, and that was the first time I I can say like I also experienced that angelic visitation as well. Mm. So and it was just because it was preached, it was spoken, yeah. and then I was able to key into it, and then I was like, wow, this thing is actually real. Yeah. So yeah. it's just like that movement of impartation about there are things in the realm of God. Okay that God wants to bring to us. And as a Christian, I should open my heart to, when God is speaking these things that are, they are very new to my heart, I should not just close myself up and say, no, I, don't, I just want to stay in my safe zone. I just want to know what I know. I don't want to, but like, when God is opening this, I should journey, move ahead. So that was my own, that was what I held on to. Yes, thank you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. I think uh, I can continue. Okay. Uh, okay. So, Joy, what about you? What did you did you pick from Saturday? Okay, your voice. <laughs> So, so I guess like um, what I learned about was like, like just from the um, tongue and interpretation that like, you know, that there's an angel that was there with you and then like, and then started talking about like Michael time, something like that. 
and then like um, we just started talking about like angelic ministrations and like how um, angels like God has given angels something in them like to minister to to us um, and then yeah I guess like that was that was um, that was something that I learned from that so just a little bit <laughs> Amen. Amen praise the Lord hallelujah Amen. Uh, all right. I hope not to take too much of our time today. So I'm praying, praying for speed and, and grace. Amen. Can we put the book of uh, Hebrews chapter 1? Mm. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus, our Heavenly Father, we pray, Lord, that uh, you help us tonight. Give us your thought. Help us to connect to your thought. But I will pray that that which you've sent your angel to bring, Pahola Mekila feast to come to my Mesun Kais. We pray, Father, that you will let it rest, that you give us grace to connect. Mileyan Helmi Maka, Mirano Silin Makaina Fon, Elni Namain Tukufondimi. El non son to kind. Himpata element. I impart. Part in team part. Impart. Um el mean. Speaking, speaking this, speaking even better, 
speaking, speaking better things. Speaking better things. I'm speaking testaments. Spencer sent. Pestem sent. Herman sent. I'm sent. Sent. I'm sent. I'm sent. I'm sent with this testament. I'm sent with the testament. I'm sent with the testament. The testament. The testament. Ah, testament. It's a testament. A testament of him. So it's a testament of him. Of him. Of him who sent me. It's a testament of him who sent me. I'm sent with it. To impact. To bring forth. To impress, to 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 print it, to print it, to print it out, to print it, to print it out, to mass produce, to mass produce, to make copies of it, to make it in many 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 copies, in many 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 copies, in in many copies, copies, publish, publish, publish. Publish, publish, publishing, and publishing, publishing his testament, even in man, even in man, even in man, even in man, and publishing his testament in man. I'm making it. I'm spreading the news, for this is the good news. It is the good news being published on the souls of men. It is the good news being published that men will be read like scrolls. Men will be read like scrolls. Even men, you man, you, 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 you. Even you, 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 you. Even you, oh you, oh you great man. Oh you great man. Think not of yourself as little, for I am publishing testament in your souls. I'm publishing testament in your soul. I'm publishing this life upon your heart. The men will read you. He read you. It's not too far from you. Press in. Press in. For I am imprinting on you. I'm writing on you. I'm impacting you. I'm making it stay. I'm making it stay. I'm doing the work to stay. I'm setting it to stay. That it will stay. It will stay and be read. It's a part of Jesus, we thank you. Thank you for your angel which you have sent. With your testimony. To impart us with your life. Thank you, our Father. Thank you for the added strength which you have given for to talk about these things, things pertaining to you, things pertaining to your kingdom, things pertaining to our inheritance. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we pray, Lord, that you will give boldness. You will make us bold. Oh, Mahali Kulepel Nisi. Lord, you would help me to speak boldly this night. Thank you. Thank you, Father, because you have answered. For in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Uh, we thank God for what he has been doing. And we thank God for 
help that he has given us to talk about these things today or since Saturday. Amen. Uh, like I said, I hope not to take too much of our time. Right? But um, just like everyone has said, one of the things that um, I think we're talking about on Saturday mostly was talking about the the importance of the ministering spirit, right? Um, or explain the aspect of ministering spirit when it comes to salvation, right? Um, because you know, when, when we see things happen like this, most of the time, the first thing we do is we cringe, right? Especially if we consider ourselves that I know we cannot be partaking of this kind of thing. Maybe it's, it's those men there, right? We can have such a sense whereby we shut ourselves off from all that the Lord has given to each and every one when it comes to um, their inheritance. Amen? Uh, I mean, uh, the ministry of angel is, when I started talking about it on Saturday, I was hoping, I think I was going to talk about, um, okay, I was hoping to, the direction that was coming on Saturday, uh, and again, like I said, I didn't really touch too much on that, but I guess maybe that's how the Lord wanted it to be. Like I said, it was more like a preparation. And I was, I think I found myself talking a lot more about why we should not see it as something strange, right? Um, not removing it from scripture, you know what I mean? When I say not removing, meaning that in your experience, you're not removing that sense away, right? Because you, you or let me put this way, it, it will help to be much more at home with spiritual things, right? No one comes into the realm of the spirit, there's, there's all kinds of things there, right? And the law, and part of what I was explaining that, that which they sent to John, the Lord himself could have come or the Holy Spirit could have just appeared. I mean, you don't see him anyways, but could have just appeared like something and then begin to begin to tell John, okay, this is the vision, but no. God sent and signified it by his angel, right? So imagine if John decided to shut himself up from that, I don't think he would receive the testament that the angel brought with him. Right? You wouldn't. So, uh, in as much as uh, we are looking to be safe, right, we should also have an understanding about ministering spirit. It's part of, in a way, I feel it's part of good spiritually, right? Because I know part of what the Lord was also, well, part of what the Lord taught when I began to learn about. Um, the word of righteousness and things that the Lord was saying concerning his, his, concerning his salvation, concerning the whole purpose of man, one of the things I came into is I began to understand clearly different ministries, right? The ministry, I mean, understanding only goes better. Then I began to have a sense of Christ and God and even in the angelic world, right, was opened up. I don't, I mean... And personally, I don't think that is only for specific people. I think it's an experience that is for every believer. 
in the sense that, I mean, yes, in scripture, you can be ministered to. Now, I'm not, again, and this is part of you know, what I was saying on Saturday, that I'm not exhorting angels, right? And I'm not saying that that should be your focus as, as Christian. I'm, I'm just, no, but just exposing your, expanding the soul to understand and to be able to receive the ministry of angels. Because it's possible that when that begins to flow, you can be afraid. And all that can do is you can shut yourself off from that. The Lord has many ways where how he speaks and how he comes. It's possible the way he decides to start speaking to someone could just be by those ministrations. And I'm bringing a sense from scripture to let us see that this thing is actually part of salvation. Also, part of bringing balance to the being open to the ministry of angels is that part of their work right, is, is specific or is tied to salvation. Right? So maybe things are coming and you think, oh, an angel spoke, okay. Maybe you are afraid. What are they telling kids to you about? Because yeah, the first thing can be, I'm afraid. Oh, okay, what are they talking to you about? Okay, I don't, can't judge them. You can. How? They told you what they are for. Are they not all ministering spirit? Let's read it. Hebrews chapter 1, verse um, 14. Right? Let's read that. Let's start from there. I'm trusting that the Lord would will lead us somewhere tonight quickly and graciously. He said in verse 14, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Right? But I think I read from verse 13. Right. It says, but to which of the angels said he at any time, sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. Right. So they're here, they're clearly talking about Jesus. Right. Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Right. Because before they mentioned this statement, there were things happening in chapter 1 from verse 1 up until the end. In short, if you look mostly about what was said in Hebrews 1, right, there are two key things you'll see there. Jesus, the Son of God, and angels. And then their role, and their, their role, not just their role, the ministry that they have. Right? So I read, let me just read it from verse 1 actually. Uh, it's a long read here, but. Okay, say, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophet, right? At in these last days spoken unto us by his son, whom he had appointed heir of all things, by whom also. He made the worlds. So here they are talking about a switch in the ministry of speaking, right? 
that God in diverse you know, manners and sundry times spoke to us by the um, spoke in the time past unto the fathers by the prophet. Now we now have a new prophet, right? Who is the son? In this letter, spoken unto us by his son, who is the new prophet, whom he had appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world. So they are saying that Jesus now is the custodian of all things, right? Because he's the heir of all things. And when they're talking about all things here, they're not just talking about everything and anything, right? So we'll say all things, heir of all things. Of course, Jesus can be, can be heir of grass, stone, and cars and buildings. Jesus can be a heir of that. Right? But what can what can Jesus inherit? They say all things. So what that tells us is that all things here is actually God. Right? Heir of all things. All things God. That's what Jesus inherited here. So by whom also he made the world. So they say by him, Christ, he made the worlds. It says, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sin, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels. You see, they now began to talk, talk about. So they first started by talking about Jesus, things he inherited, right? They began to talk about him particularly, and then they started in verse 4. Being, they said talking about him and angels. It says, being made so much better than the angels, as he had by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Now, and there's a reason for this, right? Uh, was it Saturday I mentioned I was talking about what Jesus is raising you and I, what God is raising us for, is the world to come, yes. right? It's not this world. Is it Saturday or Tuesday? It's Saturday. <laughs> is the world to come, not this world, right? <laughs> but that was in, they began to talk about who this word is subject to in chapter 2, right? Save for unto the, for he had not put in subjection, he has not put in subjection the word to come, right, into the hands of angels. I'm not quoting it right, but pretty much saying that he has not put the word to come in subjection to angels, right? So the word to come is not subject to them, but there is something that is subject to them now which is this present world, right? So, in this verse, they began to talk about Jesus obtaining a more excellent name than they, meaning Jesus is much higher than the angels. Angels have names, right? Angels, they have names. They are named. But they are telling you and I that Jesus has obtained a more excellent name than they. Meaning that Jesus actually grew beyond this present world. Right? 
there are names that are befitting for this present world. If you want to check that, just check angels that hold the present things. Right? So, those, that's how you know that, okay, there are things for this present world. If you want, you know, there are things for here. But the funny thing about that one is that if you get it, you may just not, we will not find it when we move to the world to come. We won't be there actually, te technically, right? But when, but when you're talking about the present world, there are things spiritually that can be inherited, right? Um, the sense I'm, the sense I'm, where, where I'm coming from, uh, I'm not just talking about physical things, right? Uh, just talking about things that you can have. So, for example, I'm more talking about the hand. A present world kind of, a present world kind of inheritance can be likened to what a grass would have. You know that a grass can get into heaven, right? When I say grass, so a grass, I'm not talking about physical grass, right? I'm talking about what the scripture calls all flesh is grass. So, what the scripture is saying is that men have actually been degraded to what you call grass. They are no longer stone. So, when you are, when you are coming from the geological aspect, right, because there is, there is the way the Lord looks at things from scripture, sometimes it could be geological, sometimes it could be... Um, no, planting is not geology. It's was was. Is it biology? You can come from biology. You can come from botany. It's still biology. Botany is part of it's part of biology. So you can come from biology. You can come from geology. So geology includes land, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Land, uh, plant, biology. Um, hotels. Buildings. That's architecture. <laughs> so you can come from architecture, right? So those are different, different ways the Lord has set things in Scripture to for, that we can that we can see the sight of um, of Scripture with, right? I know that one used to confuse us a lot. Sometimes when they're talking from geology, the same thing that they're talking about in biology. We get it confused, like, ah, I mean, no, it's not. It's just a different angle. But they're trying to teach us the same thing, but with a different sense. So instead of geology now, okay, let's move to biology. Sometimes, instead of biology, okay, let's move into architecture. But what you see that is common is that in all those things, you see development. Things have been developed. When you look at any of those, is development you see, right? But they can, they can start talking to us from different angles, right? So Peter cried in that first Peter chapter uh, one, right? Say, all flesh is grass, both Peter and Isaiah. Because I think Peter was also quoting Isaiah, right? All flesh is grass, right? And then Isaiah said that, and the glory, right, of the, of the, of the, of man is is like the flower. 
here today, gone tomorrow, that, that, or that faded, right? So they're saying that it's a kind of life, right, that you can have, which is, it is, it is grass. So when you're looking at geology, and geology, although it's a funny thing that it's almost like geology that transitioned into biology, right? Now, because you have where, before they get to grass, right, where they are coming from is stone. Stone. And then they also refer to God as stone too. Our God, the rock. Right? That's rock. Stone. And then now have Christ, who is the foundation, or uh, in Isaiah 28, I lay in Zion, a foundation, a stone, right? So they're telling us that. So that stone, right, is more just referring to a, is a, is a state. There's a stony state, and that means something about your soul, about your, your, your development spiritually. And when you look at it, the way you also look at it is the properties, right? What, so they, they show different things as, as a stone, right? A stone is solid, right? Solid. It doesn't. Is so one thing that you can you can see a stone, because this thing we have to look with scripture. One thing that you can see a stone, right? It, that it can stand against is wind, right? You know, if you have if you have a if you have a mountain, no matter how much wind. You know a mountain is a rock. If you have a mountain, no matter how much wind is blowing, even if you have a hurricane, you no know, all those tsunami wind, it will not touch a mountain. We just stay there. We just the wind will just pass. The thing is, all the winds they'll just go on. They go around it. The wind does not move it, right? And then see later in the scripture, it says that we grow right, not being children, tossed to and fro. Sorry, tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, right? So they begin to use nature to also teach us something. Wind, rock. So it's the wisdom of scripture. So they, you now have a rock who is stable. And what does that look like? It means a rock is firm. What am I talking about today, right? A rock is firm, right? And when a rock is firm, it means that it does not have infirmities. Wow. Right? Because what makes a rock rocky, solid, is it is firm together. Firmness. If you check the bonds inside a rock, they are closely tied together. In short, most of the, to, to get a rock to separate, you need to put a bomb, blast it. You have to blast it to get it to break. And then once you break it, you can, stay, you can keep breaking it down into smaller pieces, smaller pieces. And that's what Satan is trying to do to a Christ. Right? But you have a Christ who's solid, right? And it is not, it, is, it does not have infirmity. That's the thing. So, when you have infirmities, you say that the, the, the solid state of that rock will be removed. So, we can now see the, what 
this is giving us a sense of what sin can do. Right? What sin does, it, it, make, it makes things not firm. And when it makes things not firm, that's where you find weakness. Right? So that's, and that's the reason. The reason why we have weaknesses is because we have infirmities. So it's as a, our weaknesses is coming mostly from infirmities. Right? Most of the time, okay, let me not, okay, I don't have scripture for that, so I'll just hold off. But just a sense. Right, but I think we also know if I say I'll be able to understand it. Just I just it's, in, it's there in scripture, but it's not coming to mind, and I don't want to go. If it's not coming, let me not go in that direction, right? Um, but we know that infirmities, right, makes things weak, right? So if it makes things weak, you can now see that sin weakens as well, right? So the major work of sin is to is to weaken men. So it weakens men weakens us. And then we know that they're talking about Lucifer. How, how has that weakened the nations, right? But they were not talking about him as in the past. That time, they were talking about what he's going to do. So, part of the strength of Satan is that he knows how to weaken. And what it does it do is it injects his sting. Once it stings men, that means it has put thing. Things of weakness in men. You know, when a part of the reason why a serpent would bite, right, is and it injects its venom, is to actually weaken its prey. So when you bite, you weaken its prey. Although the bite can also kill, but what it's really doing is to weaken its prey, make it uh, helpless, weak. There are different kind of toxins that sneak in. Part of one of those is, is, is a neurotoxin, meaning it affects nerves. And when it affects nerves, so it stops, for example, if nerves can't communicate, when, it's, when it affects nerves, it means that the brain can't send signal to the nerves. You know that if, if your brain can't send signal to your nerves, you won't be able to move. They just disconnect, you know, see how powerful man is, carry weight. They just disconnect one aspect inside this body. Don't let electric current pass through it. You won't be able to move. Why? Because it's, the body needs those signals sent. So you want to move like this, move your leg. Right? You want to move your move like this. If you know the amount of electric spark you've sent in your inside, to get this hand to move like this, they're just, just doing easily, not, not even thinking about it. It's only when, you know, maybe accident, something happens and then something is damaged, and like, oh, sorry, you can't move this. Oh, my God, you know. That's how we should thank God for a good day with you. Thank God. So, when those nerves are not disconnected, it's awesome. Right, so that's what Satan does. Let me move forward. So Satan weakens, right? So we now see that when it weakens, a rock can disintegrate into what you call sand or soil. And when you, what you have in soil is that weed can grow or soil can be grass. Right? Why? Because the grass you are seeing 
is actually the soil. Does that make sense? Yeah. What do I mean? It's a, a grass can never grow without a soil. It can't. It can never grow without a soil. So, and the grass you are seeing is actually taking the nutrient that is in the soil and is using it to grow. Right? So that's, that's why you can have a grass grow on a soil. It's the nutrient in the soil that actually grows the grass. So all the nutrient, right, that is in a flesh. It's so funny, these things, why am I saying it this way? Okay, you know, I know that okay, the natural, the, the, the body that the Lord created, that it breathed into, right, it formed it from the dust. Right? And if it formed from the dust, and dust, right, so you can, technically, you can call dust flesh. So when I say all flesh is grass, now I'm not, I'm not saying no, because now all, all our theology can start coming about flesh. Don't be confused. It's just a sense I'm using. That sense we're talking about flesh, grass. And say all flesh is grass. So just looking at that angle of grass. So dust, hmm? returning to turning dust, turning to grass. Because it allows grass to grow. So they are not saying that all flesh is grass. Now, when a flesh is grass, right, a grass can be born again. And when a grass is born again, it has not yet entered the kingdom, but it can make heaven. And when I say heaven, I mean this present heaven. However, they, can, they will translate it into the, the world to come. And the funny thing about that is that the things, the things that are in this present heaven, right, or present, present when I talk about present heaven, so you can now see present earth to it, because the heavens and the earth are actually tied together. Wherever you have a heaven, there's always a earth. There's always a earth. So God did not create the heavens and the earth out of nothing. It's out of the wisdom in him. You have God himself have a earth in him. God has, if God is in heaven, right? There's the heaven of God, there's the earth of God, right? So, from that wisdom, the Lord can create the heavens and the earth that we are seeing, right? So, in the world to come, He also created the heavens and the earth. That wisdom is in God. So, the earth that you think is just galaxy is a wisdom in God. The heavens you're seeing is a wisdom in God. So God created the heavens and the earth. It's out of him. And without him was not anything made that was made. Right? Without That means that nothing you see is just existing outside the wisdom of God. Meaning that every single thing that is created, when you look inside God, you find it somehow. He created all things. Amen. So that's what I was saying when I talk about you know, the present... I was talking about you can have you know, the present things, right? I was talking about having which the angels of the present can hold too. You can have the blessings of that. That's just how I'm trying to explain that. It's possible that you can have such blessings that the present angels are holding, which is not part, which is not part of what they are holding for the world to come. 
right? So for like, okay, typical example. You can, let me summarize it. A typical example is you can ask an angel, angel, please can you get me money? An angel can go and bring money, right? Can that money enter the present table? Come to think of the word to come. Not, not the evil to come with the earth. Not even the evil. The earth to come. You can't, you can't even enter it. Right? So, it's still, that, that kind of thing that injured is still within its capability. Right? But it's not part of what that angel is holding regarding the world to come. Right? Okay. But let me not complicate it. Let me just read this further. Being made so much better than the angels, as he had by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. So they are saying that Jesus obtained a more excellent name. For unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Right? Meaning that there has never been a time anybody have been begotten. Right? This day have I begotten thee. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. So they are, they are talking about a new, a new angel. There's a new order. Just a different kind of angel. Why? Because it was made better than the angels. Right? And then he said, for unto which of the angels said he, at any time. Why are they not saying, but unto which man said he at any time? So they didn't say man, but they said angels. Right? They are comparing. There's a compare, there's a comparison. Why? Because they, they can't compare the lowest with the highest. They have to compare the highest with the new highest. Right? So technically, in a way, the angels have, so that's what I'm saying, the angels have a higher estate in this present world, right? When man was created, man was actually created lower than the angels, right? Why am I, why am I careful of saying it? I don't know why, right? So there's a reason, we'll get, but I don't want to talk too much. Ah, well, I guess we'll talk, we'll talk as we talk, right? In the sense that there's a reason why they didn't compare Jesus, right, with man. They had to compare him with angels, right? Because in this present creation, angels are higher than men. So it's not that, you know, most of the time when Christians are born again, they start talking, ah, angel, angel, go and give me water. Angel, go and me turn on my gen. Most of us, we used to, we used to, there's, there's one, that Gen 1, it was, it was somebody that actually happened though, honestly. It's not a joke. Somebody was sending angels to turn on generator. That, that, that person does not know what, does not know what angels are for. They don't know what angels are for. They don't. And funny enough, there are angels that are like you. I say like, I mean, they are, they are man. Well, all, all angels are, okay, let me, let me not be saying this kind of thing. We're not, we're not there yet. Let me just say, men, 
right? We have angels that look like men, meaning that they are more closer to men than they are to angels, right? Because you have, you ha it's like there's a, in, in the creation, there are borderlines. And in every borderline, you have a mixture. Right? And what that means is that it, a typical way to explain it is when you go to, I can't use Canada to explain it because everybody's the same. When you go to Nigeria, for example, you know we have many languages. And this particular two places. So, for example, now you have the Yoruba side and you have the Edo side, right? When you are moving, when you are, there, there's, a, there's a city at the border. Yeah. I think it's called Akoko Edo. Yeah. Yeah. In there, you have a mixture of Yoruba speakers and Edo speakers. Why? Because they are at the border. So, the people on the other side and the people on this side crossed such a way that there's a, there's a mixture. Then the further you go from the borderline, the further you lose the language of where you are coming from. So, so if you are moving, so let me put this way, if you are coming from the Yoruba side and you are going into the Edo side, the, the, at the border you find Yoruba and Edo close. But the more you move further, you start losing the Yoruba one. What you find more is the Edo language. If you're moving from the other side to and you cross, it's the same, right? Something like that is also in the spirit, whereby you have angels that are more manly. They are just like that. Almost like you, but they are angels. But they are still higher than men, right? They are still higher than men. So they did not compare Jesus with man because God, as this present creation, the highest beings are angels. But in God's wisdom, right, God had done it that way. But the, when he created angels, what he created them for is actually for you and me. When I say for, I'm not saying that to send them a message, an errand. Right? <laughs> it's not to be sending them errand. They have a part to play in raising man up. What, what do you mean by that? They have a part to play in making sure that men come into things. Now, ah, okay. Let me use this word. Let me say this. When God created angels, right, there's something particular about their creation in such a way that God created angels out of himself. Right? So when they are saying, let us create man in our own image, you think it's only man that, oh, we are creating the image of God. Okay, check angels. The every, okay, all right, the word name, right? Every angel is named after God. And it's not just like, I name you Jide. I name you Shade. No. The name is gotten out of God. And what that means is that it's actually, it's actually part of God 
that they carry. Well, let me put this a part of the knowledge of God. They were, they were created with part of the knowledge of God. Right? And that part is what reflects what their name is. Because they are also in levels. So when you are interacting with beings, you're actually interacting with things that your father wants to give to you that he kept in them. So when he was creating them, so this thing I'm saying about names, right, is in Ephesians chapter 3. Is it 2? It's 3. Say, for this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord, of whom the whole family, you see, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Right? Meaning that Things in the heavens, things on the earth, they are actually named after God. And what that means is that they carry things of God. Right? Now, even Adam carried something of God. Right? Because he was an everlasting man. So he carried something of God. Just that, that which he had. Right? He corrupted it. Well, let me not say corrupted it. So, what happened is, okay, he didn't corrupt it on purpose. That which he had, he corrupt, what, he sinned. <laughs> let, me, let me explain it this way. Because he sinned, or let me not just say he sinned. Because when I say he sinned, it's giving us a sense that about sin. As if you just commit it one time and then you go away. No. What he did was... It didn't just, it didn't just, Adam didn't sin, right? What he did is he ate sin. I'm just trying to say that, rephrase it so that it sounds different in our mind, right? Because if I say if he sinned, right? He didn't, I wouldn't say he sinned. I will use the word that Kenneth Hagin uses. He committed high treason. Right? What's treason now? Treason is when you betrayed. So, treason is you, you, go, you betray your... For example, if you are a soldier and you betray your country. So, instead of fighting for them, you, went to, you, are, you now fight against them. Right? Cooperating with the enemy. So you cooperate with the enemy to, to attack. It's like it's cold, eh? It's normal. You are cold. Eh? Just you. Everybody else is warm. You are cold, too. It's cold. We can turn it off, eh? Amen. So he committed high treason. There is colder, eh? It's true because it's smaller than here. Amen. So you have okay, let me just keep talking as I'm talking. So you have you have okay, treason. So you have Adam now committed high treason by eating of the fruit. So technically 
you won't call treason sinning. It's, it's a betrayer. So Adam betrayed God's trust and partook of the fruit. He said, don't eat of that tree. He took it and committed high treason. And as a result of that, sin have access into man. What you call sin have access to now walk on man because sin is not just an act. Sin is a life that a man can commit to. Right? So sin is a life that a man can commit himself to. So when a man has committed himself to sin, that's when we can now say he is committing sin. So he committed sin. He committed sin. She committed sin. He's talking about, he's talking about the, the heart. The heart. Is it heart agreement? Yes. Talking about agreement. I have, I'm committing to you. So when a man now commits sin, he's committed to it. He has agreed with something. I am committing. Right? So it's not just an act. So if you are looking at sin with that sense as if it's an act, you will end up with religious spirit because you won't understand sin You'll be dealing with sin from a religious sense, which is not different from somebody creating a list of things not to do. Don't eat, don't poop, and then you'll be trying to meet all those criteria. But sin is much more powerful than that. With all your don't, with all your list that you are signed up, inside that you have the wisdom of making you commit sin. Wow. I will not. I will not. That I will not is not according to righteousness. And it's possible what you say you will not do. If it's done with righteousness, sight and understanding, you would have righteousness. Is what I'm saying making sense? So, for example, a simple example, I will not slap Jide again. You can have, I will not slap Jide again with a sense, with a religious sense. And you can have it with a righteousness sense. The difference there is that inside of you, when you are doing it with righteousness, it has been revealed to you. Not from your own sense, not from your own wisdom. It is from the wisdom of God. Another wisdom has spoken to you. See this thing. Don't do it again. How will you know the difference? Is that when you are say, making a commitment not to do it again, right? You will know why. One, that's one thing. You will know why. Right? Different from they just told me not to. You know that 
You know that, know, know that sense? Oh, stop stabbing Jide. Why are you stabbing Jide? Ah, they said we should not stab Jide. You see the difference? Right? When they ask you, don't slap, ah, why are you not slapping Jide? Ah, they said we should not slap Jide. So I'm not slapping Jide. Ah, they said we slap Jide, we are going to go to hell. I mean, I don't want to go to hell. Right? But somebody can have an understanding revealed by righteousness. Don't slap GD. Ha, I shouldn't slap GD. Hmm. Inside God, God wouldn't slap GD because of this. That me too, I should stop because I want that which is inside of God. I don't want to slap Jideo. When I don't slap Jide, I'm actually correcting a nature that loves slapping Jide. So they ask, why did you stop slapping Jide? Hmm. The, re the reason why I stopped slapping Jide is because I realized that inside of God, God does not want this, this, and that. And if God does not want it, I want, why should I? You see that there's a difference between that and they said, 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 they said. I mean, you might start from they said we should not do it. Right, you get. But yeah. if you just take they said we should not and just end day, yeah. the truth is that yeah. you may not eventually get get the What's that word? The, the resurrection that should happen inside of you by, the, by that decision you are making. Why? The purpose, I, I, I like the word consciousness. They want to elevate your consciousness to things, right? The main reason for telling you all these things, they want to elevate your consciousness into something higher than you have now. Why? My consciousness now does, may, not have, may not have any issue with slapping Jide. Even after saying, they say we should not slap him more. Ah, I'm not slapping more. But inside of you, when they check, you have no reason why you should not slap. But because they just said you should, okay, let me not. Why can't I? I'm anxious. When, when you are doing it with righteousness, you will know why you should not slap you there. Hey, I can't slap you there. Why? I want life. Why? Because I am seeing a life inside God that will not slap you there. Simple. How did I enter this one now? Let me, I'm trying to go back and trace my step again. So I was talking about um, sin, right? So, to so sin is not just an act. So if you are approaching sin by just an act, you will miss the whole point. In short, you'll be sinning every day. Because the only, the only, the only thing will be seen. The only thing your consciousness will be awoken to are the things you have said. Or, and usually when you are doing it with a site that is religious, right? You might have been taught, you might have been shown, but when you check it, it's just, it's just a list of things that you Maybe you had it too, but check, when you check it, you have concluded that these are the things that should not happen. Because how do you know it is you? When they ask you, why shouldn't you do this? You won't have an answer. The only answer you might have is they say we should not, they say we should not. 
But God wants us to have a higher wisdom, much more than that, than just looking at act. Yeah. The, uh, the things you, I mean, not that the things you do doesn't matter, right? But the sense which you should be looking at sin shouldn't be by the sense of act. You should, you should be able to understand the wisdom, right, that results in an act. When you get that wisdom, that's when you are addressing sin. Why? I said that when you have the wisdom is when you are addressing sin. Right? Because if you don't if you don't have the wisdom and you're just looking at act, you won't get sin. All you'll be doing is you'll be trying to boycott it. But sin is too wise. Okay, you won't do that one again. Okay, no problem. It will, sin will come in another way. But it's a poison. Right? And the poison can move, flow in the body. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, sin is much more than just an act that somebody did. It's a life. And you must, you must with the help of God, get the wisdom. Understand the wisdom of sin. Understand how sin operates. And when you see how sin operates and how it make souls infirm, then in any way, right, in any angle that you are living your life, you can detect sin's wisdom. Right? Why? Because if you are just focusing on the act, all the, all the laws you've set for yourself, I will not, I will not, I will not, I will not, even though you are keeping them, So they are telling us that, that you cannot even keep them. <laughs> it's too strong, eh? And it's true. That is like that thing always defeats. Maybe you may be able to not do it for like some time. And after a while, you just realize that oh, more this thing is continuing. Why is you need to understand the wisdom of sin. Because it's, when you get its wisdom, then whenever that wisdom is flowing to arrive at something, you will know. Ah. Sin, you are coming. Rochelle, thank you. Because after, after, what happens is, after you've set all the rules, let's assume you can even keep all of them. What you have is establishing your own righteousness. That's what will happen. Anywhere understanding is missing. Wisdom is missing. You can't deal. Now, 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 I'll say this thing. Now realize that milk is not enough to deal with sin. Because it does not have wisdom for sin. What it, what it has is it can raise you to the point where you get the wisdom to deal with sin. But milk is not enough. It's not enough. Why? Because you need, you need the wisdom of Christ to be able to deal with sin fully. What we're doing, in, I don't know, maybe somebody can help me. What we're doing when we were in milk, when we are trying to address it, check it, thunderstorm. It's like, a, it's like, I don't know, maybe it's all over Canada, but the way, the way thunderstorm has been moving up and down, like it's, like it's like there's an angel around. But sometimes the thunderstorm would disappear. Sometimes it would appear to disappear. Today I was looking at the weather. I was like, oh, well, 
Tomorrow will be sunny, nothing. Later this afternoon, I'll check again, thunderstorm. I, ah, so what's going on? Why are you? Why? Anyways, amen. amen. But what I was saying is that when it comes to sin, when we're, when we're, before we got to know about Christ or understand what sin is, what we knew, right, was all those things that say, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. But I never knew why I should not do it. All I knew is that I was just keeping them religiously. And it was able to keep me and preserve me. But the moment I got to know Christ, then I began to see that some of the things that I was religiously keeping actually has nothing to do with sin. What many of us call sin is not. Because what we're using is milk sense, which was lower. Well, let me put this, let me not say make sense. What we're using still is the cursed sight. What has power over the cursed sight is Christ. But with the cursed sight, when I say cursed sight, is the life that is lower. Right? The moment Adam committed eye treason, God began to tell him the cursed life. Right? So when I said cursed life, I'm not talking about I swear for you. <laughs> think, of, think about things concerning what Jesus, what, what God said. He said that in your sweat, right, will you toil the ground. So the ground will not yield itself to you anymore. You will toil, right? Now look at that sense, toiling. What is it, what is it aligned with? Check it, right? It's mostly aligned with the things we do generally every day, right? It's sense that can't think beyond toiling. A sense that does not have, that, that is not higher than toiling. A sense that can't see fate of the sun. It can't. How? With one quick difference is, you that you are hearing word of righteousness now, you can say, you know what, I'm not going, to, I'm going to give my spiritual life a priority. I won't give job. I won't give, I'm not saying I won't give job. I won't give making money much priority over growing spiritually. Not that I won't work, not that I won't make money, but no, I would rather grow spiritually than get money. Do you think everybody can have, even most Christians will tell you, are you stupid? Don't you know that God, ah, see, poverty mentality. Yeah. See, this, this is what you people, no, 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 Christianity is not about poverty. Uh, they've missed your point. That's to tell you, what that sense that is talking is the cursed sense. Because in their side, they don't see where growing spiritually should ever come below making money. Why? You can make money and still grow. That's what they say. <laughs> because that's what they say. Because they don't know that mammon has power. There are things that mammon can make you do. Most people don't know until Mamo is standing them. I, no, I don't know why I like giving that example of when you see $1 million in your front, you can do things. Do you know what Mamo weakens, weakens souls? The moment Mamo stands like this, you see souls making excuses quickly. I can, I can, ah, okay, I can do these things that you've never thought of before. Things that when they, when, when they tell you, Okay, can you do this? Oh, if there's fellowship, can you do this? You've all, you've, you might have are explained, oh, I have this and that and that and that. But when mama stand, 
you quickly look, okay, I think I can do this, I think I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. Right? And, and again, that, and that, this example I gave is not just in making money. Also, when things is around money. You know, maybe you want to make a money decision. Right? But the money decision, maybe, let's say, maybe you want to buy something or do something, and it has to do with money. And you want to save a lot of money. And you have spiritual things around. Okay, let's give spiritual growth your priority. You can confidently make decisions, right, that justify money rather than spiritual growth. It's easy. It's the easiest thing to do. The easiest thing to do. Why? Because mammon, that mammon thing, God will help us all. Eh? It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, so it's not just in going for money that the issue with mammon is. It's also there in keeping it. Right? To have it and to keep it. Mama has power there, you can, and you can make men make decisions. Amen. Yeah. Praise the Lord. So, sin. Ah, I'm talking about sin today. So, sin, right? We need wisdom to get sin. We need wisdom for it. Until Christ showed, I didn't know. I'm like later when I began to see the light of Christ, that's when I began to realize that. Oh my God. See all these things that are so funny that something still stayed, even with the light of Christ. Until later, when I'm seeing Christ better, I'm like, oh my God. Why was I thinking and I realized that all the things I, I believed that were not right, when you check it, they have a foundation. See, it's not too hard. Though. What's the foundation? Check it. Philosophy. Tradition. Rudiments. Whenever you check it, you won't find it. You won't find it solid in Scripture. And but you know, many of us will say, "But what about I, you know, for example, so far not a witch to live?" But is this a Bible now? The problem is the site you are using. Are you using Christ's light? If you are not using it, you can never see anything beyond what you have been seeing before. You cannot. It's, how will you? You are, you are using the same site that you were using before. How can you see something different? You can't. That is why we should be wise about using Christ's light. When it's called, okay, how should I look at this thing? It will give us insight. Okay, look at it. This way, look at it that way. From the understanding that you have here, check it. How should you do this one now? Okay. Many things that I said, no, 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 no. You can't be doing this. Oh, no, 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 no. Actually, it, there are places where this judgment. You understand that everything is about judgment. And when you are judging, there are, there are things, balances, where and balances you used to check. But that judgment is in the life of God. If you don't have it, it may be difficult to see. But let me move further. So, again, so Adam took of the fruit. I'm rushing now. Took of the fruit. Sin entered him, right? And the moment sin, or it partook of sin, and sin can touch him, began to degrade 
him, right? And when it was degrading him, it, it does not mean that it, 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 it corrupted God's thing that he was created with. No. He was just removing them. You can't corrupt. God is incorruptible. But men can be. But the thing about men being corrupted is that when a man is corrupted, it removes the knowledge of God out of him. So the understanding that they have, right, all will be happening to it is to be getting darkened. Darkened means twisted. It will be getting faded, meaning the understanding is actually bright, is lighted. But the moment corruption comes, you begin to darken the understanding. And the goal is not just to darken it, it's to change it. So the first thing it does is it darkens it and then changes it. Once you can't see anything at all, well, we will change it. And Satan is doing that in our day and age. He's trying to change the knowledge of God. He's, do, he's, he's doing that. So when you say darkness shall cover the earth, thick darkness the people. That's his, that season when thick darkness is upon the people, he's moving towards the end where he's going to change the knowledge. He wants to change the knowledge of God as of in, into an incorruptible man. But... God is incorruptible. God is incorruptible. Amen. So when Adam was created, he was created a little lower than the angel. He still had God's things. Amen. Uh, so let me let me read that first Peter, sorry, Ephesians. Because this is where I'm talking from, and then I move forward. Amen. I was supposed to talk about angels. Though. I think I've spoken for about an hour now. I don't think I've touched them. Right? Okay. Well, I guess we are teaching what the Lord wants us to teach. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. Um, Paoli Mahar Vestakem. This my Bible needs a Jesus. I'm getting used to it. It's like my heart is my hand is hard because the other one is hard. So when I when I grab it, just grabs a bunch of pages. So it's softer. Amen. So, um, Ephesians chapter 3, I'm reading from verse, verse 14. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven you see, and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of the glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. But what I want to take from here is that of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, right? So you see that thing, when you talk about naming, right, is beyond just giving somebody name. Jide, that's your name. Titi, that's your name. Joy, that's your name. It's more than that. When somebody has a name, the way it is spiritually, a name in the spirit is talking more about your person. What name carries in the spirit is it carries stature. I can use that word. Name carries stature. Name talks about nature. 
So every name that is named, right, is talking about different, it's talking about every stature in the spirit, right? So name equates stature, right? So we now have heavenly names. So you have different statures and natures in the heavens. And then you have different statures on earth. But the funny thing is that the only stature that God gave <laughs> and nature that you can find on earth is Adam. Everything else flowed from Adam. The tree, the goat, the animal, all of these things. It flows from Adam's name. Right? And how did we know that it all flowed from Adam's name? God gave Adam a job to do. Say, all these animals begin to name them. Amen. Praise. Are we blessed? Okay. Joy, are you blessed? Okay. Can you, can you give me quickly a summary of what I've been saying? Can you summarize what I've been saying? I'm giving you a task. Is it, is it a huge task? Are you pleading now? Are you shy? What's happening? Are you not talking? <laughs> Amen. We're at war. <laughs> so, okay, let me read further. So, we have, say, I'm talking slowly, very slowly today. Honestly, if I'm talking slowly like this, yeah, people can't help me to you know, summarize this thing. Me and you will fight too. Yeah. I'm just joking, Shabbat. Let's go. So, Hebrews, so what I was saying is that so every name that is named, right, you have different, different statues, right? And Adam has a name, right? God named him Adam, right? And then Heart of Adam's name, or let me, let me just not say Adam is his name. Let me say man. Adam was a man, right? His name is his person, is who he is, right? And what scripture calls Adam is what is man, or what is all my soul, right? So when angels are looking at Adam, they say, what is man? What is man that thou lovest him? What is man that thou visitest him? What is man? So man is a name in the spirit. It's a name of God's creation. Right? So you have man or man. And you know that when you have to say a man, that's actually a man and a woman. Right? So when you say men, let me use that. When you say men, that's actually man and a woman. And most, you know, all these uh, feminists, they used to get angry when you say men. And they're like, we're not all men, we are women too. Scripturally, men are man and we, men and women. That's men. We are all men. And, that, and spiritually, we have men. Like I said, angels. You have man angels that are man. Those man. Amen. So, like I was saying, Adam was created a little lower than the angels. Then you have angels higher. So that is why they can't compare Adam, right? 
with Jesus. And later we see the technology. Our time has gone. Right? Because you know, I see later, because God has a wisdom. Right? And his wisdom, we have seen in scripture, is he uses foolish things to confine the wise. What, what, I don't know why God loves that. God loves using the weakest things. God does not like muscle. Right? Even, you see the sense in scripture. By faith are you saved, not of yourself. It is the grace of God. It is the gift of God. Right? It is, has a sense to tell you that when it comes to God, don't put anything as if it's your, it's your mind, it's your grace, it's your callous of him. That sense should not, that sense should not be, let this mind be, which was also, who taught not himself, right? Though he was a son, he humbled himself, unto the death of the cross, we have to tell you about the mind. They are giving us insight into that mind. Part of that mind is this, don't, when, you, when it comes to God, you must come under grace. What does, it means that you must consistently submit yourself to God. Consistently submit. Calcifel. Why am I not talking hey, about this angel thing? Why? Eh? But I've, I'm talking a little bit small, small about them, but I don't think I've gotten to the... I just said, let me read from chapter Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1. Now, I've not even gotten to verse... verse Verse 5. So verse 6. I'm still at verse 4. Wow. Anyways, we'll see. We're good. And I'll try as much as possible to move faster. Amen. So we see here that um, somebody remember I was saying something just now. Mm-hmm. Yes. You see that we we are to consistently have a heart posture of submission. Even if you are not submitted to somebody, submit, you must. Many of us Christians that say, "I don't submit to anybody; I just submit to God." The truth of the matter is that that person is not even they don't even submit to God. And the first proof is that they can't submit to anybody. Me, I don't submit to anybody. I just I submit to God. Yeah, you submit to God. Okay. Let's test you. You submit to God, Abby. Can you go and minister without your own anointing? Honestly, most 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 ministers will feel that it's must test. <laughs> most ministers, you know, these days we have many ministers that are not ministers. They call up themselves ministers, but they should be they should be inside their room, reading their Bible and praying, right? They call themselves ministers, or they call themselves apostles, but are not. Like Revelation will say, right? So, you must, there, there, when it comes to God, right? And this will also help us to break free of certain religion. Is anything, when it comes to you and God, don't ever think, like, you should not approach God as if you are one Superman that just have one God. No. You. We know we say all oh, the song, I have, a, I have a big God. Yes, you have a big God. You have a big God. And the big God is living inside of you, but you yourself, to be big, you have to grow. Bigness in the spirit is by growth, it's not by claiming, right? So, we know that, we know that your God is big, but 
there's a heart posture. Ah, I hope God will help us. There's just a, all I'm trying to explain is a heart posture that you deal with. Don't ever think anything you have about God, you got it by your own strength. Don't ever think that anything you have with God is by something you were able to do. Even though you can do things so that can, that can grow you, get you things, but the sense you should have should not be that I did this and I got this. I did this and I got this. Because most of the time, that's what you attach your growth to. But your growth is not, it's not there. Your growth, right, is inside your spirit. As you are growing, it's about your growth has to do with the work of grace. And one thing about grace is that grace does not flow from you. Grace flows from God. And then it flows to you. And when it flows to you, you can now have grace. Grace can be poured into your lips. But your lips come... Okay, when it comes to... I'm talking about you and God now. Because I know your lips can... Because of the pouring of grace that is coming from God to you, your, your lips can also pour grace upon others. Right? But that's different. That's God flowing from, from him to you. Right? What I'm saying is that you can't by yourself pour grace. That grace that will come out of you has to flow from God. You can't manufacture grace. You can't generate grace. Grace is given to you. When grace flows from God, the grace, the energy of God, when it flows to you, it can create things in you and it can reside in you as a stored energy. Right? But that grace was not originally yours. In short, you can't lay claim to it. It's God that gave it to you. If God gave it and it becomes yours, it's still the gift of God. And the thing about gift is that somebody gave it. Now you have it too, right? But somebody gave it to you. So there's a heart. The reason why I'm saying this is because of, I, I hope I'm not making us feel weak that, no, ah, me that I'm high. No, I'm just trying to help us. There's a sense we should approach God with. It's, it's by grace. That one will break down many, you know, religion, you know, sometimes when you are feeling guilty, you know, it will, it will help remove many, many, many things. To understand that you are walking by grace. By grace are ye saved through faith, not of yourself, right? It is the gift of God. Amen. So, we should not have... It sense that it's us that I did this, yes. No boast. Ah, me. I, I just, I was just meek. After I was meek like this, I just got this. That's what we want, that's, that's how I want to. The true work of grace in you and true work of growth in you, the truth of the matter is that when it happened, you don't know. It's after it has happened, then you can actually say, but this is what I did and this happened. Because when you are doing it, what was in your heart is that you were just trying to obey God. Because it was not in your heart before to obey God like that. So when you now obey God, and I saw the reward, you know, like, ah! It was after when I did this that this happened. Because the Lord, you see that kind of heart? The Lord told me and I just did it. And then this happened. Not, when you look at that kind of arrangement, you realize that nobody ever told you that what you are going to do is going to result in what it resulted into. 
But what we usually do is that we want to see the handwriting. When you do this, this will happen. When you do this, that will happen. When you do this, this will happen. You will have so much grace. Maybe because many teachings are coming, that's how it sounded. Right? But, but, they are, but that word that they are telling you is supposed to be residing in your spirit. It's, it, what it should do is it should awaken you on the inside to awake to righteousness. That's what it should do. Right? But most of us, we can just start taking them as laws and do them without agreeing to them. And that's a major cutting short. I don't know why I'm talking like that. I'm teaching partly Christ in a way and then partly, ah, wow. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, so you see, I'm trying to move forward now. Ah, time has gone. We should be meek. Maybe I will end it in that area. But ah, honestly, I've not touched what I was going to talk about. And I'm traveling next week or so. The next other day we have is Saturday. Another Saturday. Until I until we, we return. But sorry, but I'm sure the Lord would would bless us in light up. Amen. Amen. So the the comparison that they were comparing here is with the angels. Like I said, the angels were higher. So let me read Hebrews chapter 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 2. Before I read this, I was talking about having a sense of note that, okay, it is the, we should have a sense that it's the grace of God. Okay, how did I land there? I think I was talking about the mind that we should have, right? I'm talking about the mind, about the grace of God. Okay? Can somebody remind me how I got there? I think I was trying to move quickly to this Hebrews and then Talking, I think I was, I was, I was talking from name, right? I was talking about Jesus, and then Adam. I talked about. Um, I was talking about Adam, name, his name, and every other, I, I, everything else on earth came from his name. Mm-hmm. That's what I was talking about, right? Everything else came from his name. So you have Adam's name, right? Then you have angels who are higher. So in creation, man was actually the lowest, right? In creation, and I was talking about God using the weakest thing, right? And we realized that man was lower, right? But God loves using the, the weakest thing to confine the wise, right? He, he likes, I don't know why, I think it's a law in the spirit. You must go low to go up. You can't come from your eye shoulder and go up. You must be humbled, like Jesus was humbled unto the death of the cross. Because humility, do you think Jesus was not humble to die? 
somebody that knew that on the cross he could just call legions of angels. One who saw the, you know that that pierced uh, the, the, the pierced his side, right? If you just call one angel, one angel is enough to sew it, remove him from the cross, heal the nail on his hand and his legs. He had to humble himself to die on the cross, right? So God just loved using the weakest. So there's a wisdom in God that he decided to use man, right? And in Hebrews chapter 2, right, <laughs> that's how I got here. Thank you, Jesus. Verse, verse 6, say, But one in a certain place testified, saying, what is man that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man that thou visitest him? So thou madest him a little lower than the angels. You see? Thou crownest him with glory and honor, and didst set him over the works of thy hands. So the works of his hands on the earth, not in the heavens. Right? You know that the heavens are the works of his hands too. Right? So, they said, What is man that thou art mindful of? No, the son of man that thou visitest him. Thou madest him a little lower than the angels. So, they are saying that all the angels, the lowest of them, man was made what? A little lower than the angels. So, in this present creation, man is actually meant to be a little lower than the angels. But from his low estate, God wants to raise him higher than this present heaven. That's the work that Adam was supposed to complete, but he didn't. Then Jesus had to come. Then he dropped into man, became flesh, right? The word became flesh and dwelt amongst us, right? Became, like you, I'm going to say became flesh, became, I'm not talking about flesh that is grass, right? It became flesh like you and me, like Adam. That's why it's called the second Adam, right? Because he grew into Adamic stature and beyond that, way beyond Adamic stature. Amen. Amen. So it was not a little lower. Jesus was dropped a little lower and then he was raised up. Then they're not showing us in his resurrection. They're just telling us a kind of what, went, what happened in him. Right? Because as he was dead, he went into hell and then they raised him. And when they raised him, he moved into the heavens. Right? But they're telling us here that he was made, in Philippians, that he was made higher than the heavens. Right? And another way they said it is in this Hebrews chapter 1. It says, To whom said he at any time, say, At any time, thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. Right? But verse 4, they said, being made better than the angels, right, as he had by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. So, for Halokoromata, right, we know, say, the families in heaven and earth is named, right? Now see where the concept of name is coming from. But now say that he obtained a more excellent name than the angels. Meaning that the man that is low was raised up more than the angels. So, 
Jesus is not a man of the present world. He's a man of the world to come. He's the man of the new world. Amen? Because he's raised higher than the angels. But they were comparing him with this present creation, with the new. Right? Because the present creation, the highest are angels. The only way you can be higher than an angel is to go the route Jesus took. Amen. If you don't go the route Jesus took, you can't go higher than an angel. Right? But because of time, I don't think I'll go further. Time has gone. But what I wanted to say here, right, quickly, is that after they compared him, said, later they did not begin to tell us about different kinds of angels. Right? And again, when he bring it in the first we got into the world, he said, and let all the angels of God worship. Let all the angels of God worship. I mean, all of them, from the lowest to the highest. And of the angel, he said, who maketh his angel spirit and his ministers a flame of fire. But unto the Son, he said, thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. See? Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, God, even thy God hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellow. You now see there's one thing. Ah! Time has gone. Time has gone. Time has gone. Kaona Masfe, right? You see that one thing that made, that made Jesus different here is that he loved righteousness. If you want to be higher than angels, you must love righteousness. Why? They also have righteousnesses. Your righteousness must be higher than theirs. Your righteousness must be of God. You must not just do righteousness. You must love righteousness. And then hate iniquity. But you can't love righteousness and hate iniquity if you have not grown to know what iniquity is, to know what righteousness is. That's the reason why they are developing men into the kingdom. Why? Is it, is it the kingdom that you get to know what iniquity is. It's in the kingdom you get to know what righteousness is. If you want to look at the, the, the arrangement of the kingdom, you realize that in the kingdom, when you look at the tabernacle, right, who the Lord gave the wisdom of iniquity to are the priest. The priest stay in the kingdom. Meaning that for you to know what it is, you have to come and let them, the Israels, Israelites, they need to come to the temple. The priests have to teach them about the law. Meaning that it is in the kingdom you receive commandment. You can then go out if you want and come back, but you can't receive commandment outside. It's in the kingdom that begin to teach you righteousness. Amen. And from there, you can then begin to do righteousness. Praise the Lord. So thou art love and therefore thy God even has anointed with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. Verse 10, and thou, and thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of thy hand. You see, I was saying earlier, right? Thank God scripture is awesome and complete. Right? I was saying earlier, right, that in in a, in, in, in chapter two, right, they said that man right, was put over the works of of his hands, right? In verse uh, 
in verse 7, that makes him a little other than blah, 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 blah. And thou set him over the works of thy hands, right? So we know that the works of his hand that they set him over is the eight. But in this chapter 1, they are telling us here that the heavens are the works of thy hands. They are saying it is the work of God's hands. So both the heavens and the earth are the works of God's hands, not just the earth. So, so they are even telling us that parting the Red Sea, giving manna, is actually a lower work of his hand. It's still part of the work of his hand, though. But it's lower. Why? Because there's a, there's a work of his hand that created the heavens and the earth. That created the angel that parted the sea. Which did the work of God's hand. If the work of his hand created that angel, right? That did the... It was, no, it was an angel that parted that sea. Right? The food they were eating was the food of an angel. Angel, cloud by day, fire by night. All works of his hands. But those things were wrought by things he created by the works of his hand. So that's to tell us that there's, in the work of his hand, there are great, great day in the work of hand. Hmm? Great, they are great. So the heaven is the work of his hand. But let me read for the time has gone. Ah, they shall perish, but thou remainest, and they all shall wax old as dotted garment, and as a vesture shall thou fold them up, and they shall be changed, but thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. Say, but to which of the angels said he at any time, sit on my right hand until I make thy enemies thy footstool. Now said, are they not all? Meaning, this is how prophets talk. This is that the way, the way he's talking. You need, you need a spiritual insight to get what he's talking about. If you don't have a spiritual sense, you can't understand that verse 13 and verse 14 is talking about two different things. Right? For example, 13 is talking about to which of the angels. Okay, well, actually, it's connected in a way. Because we're talking about angels, right? But in 12, we're talking about as vesture, the works, you fold them up. And I said, but to which of the angels said, how can you move from vesture to angels, right? Sit on my right hand until I make the enemy. But they're actually comparing him with Christ or with Jesus, who is set on the right hand of the Most High. Then verse 14 says, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? This 14 is where I wanted to start teaching from today. But interestingly, uh, I thought for a while until I arrive here and time is up. So... On Saturday, I'm trusting God that we'll start from here and then we'll land wherever we land. Pahosofalma, are we blessed so far? I believe they are just giving us, they are still, you know, it's almost like they are still introducing this thing. Saturday they introduced, this one too is more introduction. And what they are making us see here is, they are making us see um, actually different things really, but mainly what they are making us see is in the, the see, making us see the order of the or the strength of the angelic creation, yeah. right? When angels are created, mm-hmm. right? Jesus, we are seeing in a way using the present to tell us of the future mm-hmm. and bringing the future to us, yeah. right? Because they are telling us now that Jesus is made higher, but angels, the main thing that I wanted to bring out of here that I thought in all these verses that. In the hands of angels, right? 
things are put in their hand because they are the, the highest creation of the present creation. Or they are the highest being of the present creation. Which is why they have to, which is why they are comparing him with Je they are comparing them with Jesus in this Hebrews, right? To show us of a better testament, right? To show us of a better why? Because Jesus is our hope, right? Is the pattern we are going after. So in a way, they are, they are showing us the comparison between the present creation and the one to come. But also, putting emphasis just to show us that since they are the highest, right, then there is something that God must have put in, his hand, in their hands. Or there's a wisdom in God in creating them and setting them the way they are such that with what they are holding, if a man can come and learn it, you can grow up into the same stature and beyond. It's almost like a ladder, right? You are climbing the ladder on the earth to the world to come. And as you are climbing each ladder, you are, you are receiving things from beings, right? And the main, we now see why God created them. That's what we saw in that chapter 14, right? It says, are they not all ministering spirit sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation. Like I said on Saturday, they are tied to salvation. They are, the reason why they minister is because of salvation. If it's not about you being an heir of salvation, there's nothing they are ministering. They don't minister house, your phone number, your address. They don't. That's not what they minister. You know all those prophets that are talking, I know your address, all those things. That's not what they minister. What they minister is for them that shall be heirs of salvation. Praise the Lord. And I guess, I still have a little time, sorry, but I'm rounding on and I'm closing. Let me say there shall be heirs of salvation. And we see, particularly in this present day and age, there's an increase in angelic activity. It has been there, but it has been on an increase, right? I was going to talk about, I don't know, my wife, Kelvin, I think you should know about this one. Was, but I know there was a time we were just listening. Well, I didn't know it was not at that time. We were just listening to a tape that, about a prophecy from Kenneth Egan that was prophesying about what is to come. And he was prophesying about angels ministering for and with a kind of generation that is coming. Right? So it's not new. Angelic ministration is not new. Right? So they're saying there's a time that will come that some in the body, right, will be able to connect with heaven. Angels will minister to them and for them. Right? So it is like it's like a pact. It is like something that the Lord has set that must happen. Right? The Lord has set it such that in this present day and age, there will be angelic ministration. So it's not strange. I think on Saturday I was trying to explain why it is not strange, especially in the world of righteousness, when you now begin to see angelic ministrations. It is part of what has been in the, in the, in the sight of God, what the Lord has set in his heart to do. Whereby to train men to listen or to connect to heaven, to be open to the ministry of angels. Because when the time to begin to preach salvation on a higher note would come, 
ministering spirit would come and minister. Right? So if a ministering spirit come near you, his sole purpose, no matter what it is, is to minister because of salvation. It won't minister because you just like it. It won't minister because of any. It will minister because of salvation, which is the intent in God's heart to save man, which is the oath that God is bound by. Right? Why he will give salvation is bound by the oath. He has sworn an oath that he will give himself to man. And because of that salvation, he has put things in place to ensure that anybody that is born again and is looking to grow spiritually will come into, the, into this kind of ministry. So he kept things in the hands of angels to deliver to you and me. In this day and age, in this present, in this time, they will, there will be ministries of angels. So it shouldn't be strange that we are talking about angels and then we are hearing Michael and all those things. Me, when I hear Michael, I fear self. I don't know, I don't like hearing Michael. You know why? Because I didn't fear. Because I'm like, ah, Michael. Ah, Michael, okay. Ah. But I have nothing to fear again. You know why? Because I know it's flowing from our daddy. And apart from that, Pastor Jeff, too, when they are saying, I say, Marcus, he's showing there, okay, good. If he's showing there, then he can show up here, too. Why? Because I don't want to be strange. I don't want to be, <laughs> I don't want to be strange. That is only me that is receiving my care. But the truth of the matter is I've been perceiving yeah. that the, the same angel is around. But, you know, I cannot come and be talking about things that, but since Pastor Jeff and, you know, they are having their encounters there, we know that it's just a matter of time. But one thing is clear that that angel is having influence here as well. And we need it. You know why? Winnipeg is a tough ground. We need somebody like Michael to come and help us steal the ground. Kaolu to Finama. So one thing you notice now, one by one, little by little, we begin to see souls responding to the word of righteousness. That's what you begin to see. What's happening? War. They are warring in the heavens. They are fighting wars in the spirit over souls. Souls will be won over. Eh? Souls will be won. Now, most of the time, what people think is that you go and do something, something. No. It's, if heaven does not send help, forget it. It's heaven that sent you. You didn't send yourself. Well, you're not going to be doing things. No. You wait for heaven. You keep waiting, you keep praying until heaven answers. I'm sure heaven will, is helping us. Before you know it, I can already smell it. Things are weakening in the spirit. Things are weakening. Do you know how, do you know how long we've been preaching the word? In season out of season. Inside cage, out of cage. All of us, we have been under the word. We have been hearing the word, preaching, been persevering. It's only a matter of time. If you continue, it is smelling everywhere. Things are weakening. It's not, it's not, as, it's not as bad as it used to be. Before, uh, when you just smell the air, your thing blocked off. What's going on? But heaven is worrying. They are breaking holds in the spirit. And I'm sure that the Lord would fight this battle to the end. There will be victory. Souls will be saved. Many souls will come to the light of the knowledge of the truth in the name of Jesus. 
Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise. So they've, they've taught us a lot of things today. They've shown us some, they've given us sight, sense into sin. They've given us sense into how things are. They are showing us how things are arranged. And I see, I perceive part of what we are saying is they are trying to show the way things are aligned in the spirit. We're coming, starting from man. They're telling us, okay, this is where man is. Very soon, they'll start teaching us about the angelic order. Right? But it's God's wisdom. They know how to teach all these things. But they're coming from man, showing us things. On the way, also showing us the destiny, right? Because low, high, Jesus, man, most higher than the heaven, right? Made higher than the heavens. They're just showing us the destiny of man. But they also want to tell us what angels are for. And why it's important to know them. See, this thing that they said, uh, in this verse 7, that one, maybe that's where we'll start on Saturday, we'll see. But I don't know, I don't know. But we'll start from 14, we can go to 7 again, but we'll start from 14 on Saturday. Say, are they not all ministering spirits? We'll see who those all ministering spirits are. It's not just one. Say, all. Send forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation. So, this thing showed us clearly that Angels are sent for to minister for us. Are you not an heir? You're an heir of salvation. So they will be sent forth to minister for you. Amen. So it's good to know. So that we will not be estranged to their ministry. Angelic ministry is not something to be estranged about. But what I'm really focusing on is not necessarily angelic ministry. But I'm just mentioning that. But what they are really for is for salvation. When they minister, they, they minister. So when you are praying, all of a sudden you are hearing tongue. Ah, ata, ata, she, she, open, what is she? Uh -huh. You understand? You know, it's good to you know, be like, ah, angel here, open door, yes. Why is he ministering? Salvation. Salvation is because of salvation. I, and I, it's awesome that when we begin to encounter things in the spirit, you know, I'm not teaching encounter. I'm just talking about encountering things. When we, when, when God allows certain things to happen, right? Most of the time, I, you know, there's, there's a feeling it comes with so sweet is because of the gladness that flows with the anointing, right? But the sense that we should have is that it's, all, it's about salvation. It's about salvation. I guess, I guess it's you know maybe it's the excess I'm trying to address. But most of us, I think we are all are doing well. Right? We are doing well, but just, it's, how do I know? It's for salvation. It's for salvation. How do I know this is true? Is it for salvation? It's for salvation. Why? Because they minister because of salvation. When things of salvation is around, they will minister. And this, what we are doing is about salvation. So, of course, they can minister. Amen. But the Lord will continue to show us these things. And one thing that, I, that I'm also saying is that through seeing the sight of those things, you can be also begin to see the kingdom better. Amen. I think God did it intentionally to arrange them in the pattern of the kingdom, tied it to the kingdom, such that whenever you read angels, you should be reading, you should be reading kingdom. You should be seeing how the kingdom is. So you're not just reading them and say, oh, we know angels, we know... There are things there, only part of the bare skeleton you can see is when you see how they are arranged, you should be seeing the kingdom. You should be seeing the kingdom because they're not just standing there for, for fun. 
Are we blessed tonight? I begin to bless the name of the Lord. Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise. Mahale Vasita Kariata. Can we just begin to pray that everyone will help us to continue to grow in the knowledge of Him? That they are increasing us in knowledge, in wisdom, in understanding. Can we pray for understanding in His knowledge? A Makariata that will continue to increase in the knowledge of God. A Pratavada Kahatavada will increase, increase. And wherever we are lacking, that heaven will supply grace and help. In the name of Jesus, Salimata Kali Korobata, Elfisamaria Naka Elebata Vindekushte Baliata. Thank you, thank you, Father. I give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, we pray. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your mercy and kindness. Be thou exalted, Lord, in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for that which you are teaching us concerning your Spirit, concerning the the arrangement of your kingdom through the angels which you create. Thank you, Father, for Jesus, which you begin to show to us even by these things we are learning. And you begin to show us Jesus, our hope, who is made higher than the heavens. Even to create another hope in our heart to begin to look to him, the author and the finisher of our faith. Father, we pray that everything that you are teaching us in Christ, that you give grace to come into them in the name of Jesus. That all this hope you've shown to us in Christ, Lord, that you give us grace to come into hope in the name of Jesus. That, that this hope that we are seeing will be seen. That this hope we are looking at will be seen by faith will come there. Lord, will come into all the measures of faith that you want us to come into, all the measures of hope and charity that you want us to come into in the name of Jesus. But I will pray, Father, that as Jesus is made higher than the heavens, Grace will be given to us to attain the same stature in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. We give you all the praise. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth.